I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to Sugar, Silk and Stretch, a unique boxing podcast brought to you exclusively by Ace Podcast Nation. My name is Ben Doughty. My name is Michael the shove door he just shoved me you've seen it sue him yeah okay <laughs> listen this is uh, gary please introduce yourself before i'm, I I, I'm a friend of michael and the ben's okay <laughs> you hesitated on the ben part i like that i yeah. did i know michael's my friend but ben you know how he is <laughs> yeah it's so, almost like the wind he sometimes he loves me other times he doesn't return my calls but i just he's a legend ben is a legend come on <laughs> Well, listen, guys, obviously, some explanation might be in order. The reason why I was able to shove Michael, it's never happened on a show before previously, because we've never physically met before. We're both uh, currently sitting in Michael's hotel room. How's the, the chemistry? Are, are you attracted to each other? I've got to say... Well, um, not chemically. No. No, no, not chemically, no. He's <laughs> drug-free. He, he, he just, I find he, you very attractive, Ben. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't be the first, Gary, although I do think that's probably a bit of a stretch, what you just said there. Listen. Well, I wore glasses. Oh, you so. like what he did there? He said that's a bit of a stretch. I heard him. He's fucking yeah. he's amazing. He's a man. He play on words. So, soliloquies for everybody. Yeah. See, um, listen, when you lean forward like that, you cut the top of your head off. So you need but, to. But he can hear me better. Good. Okay. Listen, we are in Atlantic City for the Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame weekend. This is currently in the Silks Hotel Room at the flagship hotel and casino. Gary, I believe, is still in Bulgaria. We're here tonight to talk. It's going to be, to be honest, it nearly didn't happen at all because New York has flooded biblically, biblically and the whole of civilization has ground to a halt on the East Coast. We got here anyway because we're professionals and we're doing the show, all of us three, because we're professionals. We're going to talk about the upcoming big fight tomorrow night in the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas that pits Canelo Alvarez versus Jamel Charlo. Um, but, but, but before we go any further, we're not professionals because we're not getting paid. But we're, 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 uh, we're what would we say? Another enthusiastic word. amateurs. There you go. Very conscientious yes, amateurs. Yes, conscientious amateurs. Gary, please talk about the fight and dig me out of this bit, please. Well, what do, where do we begin? We have the weight. Um, we have the possible slide of Canelo. Um, 
And of course, we begin, we start with Ben. And this will lead us into our opinions uh, of Ben, who wins the fight. Honestly, Gary, I, I favour Canelo. I haven't looked at the odds because I can't get Skybet when I'm in America for some reason. But I think that I haven't seen lots of Charlo, to be honest with you. But he looks kind of aggressive and a little reckless from what I have seen of him. Uh, the fight against the couple of fights against Brian Castano. And I think that will suit Canelo. I feel that Canelo struggles with counterpunches and boxers, you know, like Lara, Trout, you know, Mayweather, obviously, um, Bivol, etc. And I think this guy may make him look quite good because they won't have to go looking for him. Of course, uh, me being the contrarian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly sure it's going to be the case. I do believe that Charlo will try to box him and, and he'll show utter respect for Canelo. He has to. Um, he doesn't know how much he has left. I'm sure he's going to at one point test it. He's going to have to test Canelo and see what kind of you know, resiliency he has, how much power he has, um, how much focus he has. I mean, you've been living in the lap of luxury for, you know, for what, a decade now? And, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to keep getting up for hard fights. So I think what Canelo has to do, um, sorry, what Charlo has to do, he has to make this fight extremely uncomfortable from the jump. Round one, he has to make this uncomfortable. He has to make um, Canelo think, oh, i got to go through this again. And if he can do that, he'll stand a better chance of winning this fight. But who wins it? <clears throat> but who wins it? That's always so hard to call because, I mean, you know, uh, you know you're know, you a fighter. You, you, but we, have this, silly, we have this silly ongoing uh, competition, so you have to... Yeah. Oh, well, this is. But this yeah, is, but this. give him give him the course of a show to, to to put his chips down. I mean, let's let's build it up, Gary. A bit of foreplay, please, first. Yeah. No, no. I want the. I would like the uh, <laughs> the. I would like the pick, and then we'll discuss why in the show. All right. I say Canelo. Um, any which way points maybe. Uh, Michael, on, you've on. never been one to be shy. Let's hear your pick, and then you'll explain throughout the course of the show Pour your reasoning. Okay. Um, I mean, I have to protect my record here because I got a winning record right now. He has a losing record. Yeah. And you're kind of. I'm 100%. So you're actually not protected. You're protected at one on one. You can advance to become a winning participant. At this point, Ben is a losing participant in the game. You are an even (laughs) participant, and I'm a winning participant. Well, you're winning because you only have one. My man, I, well, one is better than right once. I, I haven't lost one. Let's not okay. discuss me. Let's discuss your choice, please. Why don't we Thank do you. this? Why don't we? I give in you your own time. What, I give you a little bit of what, what I wanted to do. Why don't you give me a little bit of what you think, and then I can make my. Mind I don't want to give mine because you copy me. So I want you to give yours <laughs> first. <laughs> I listen. Make a pick. You just want to understand. I will give you mine after you give it. I don't want your reasoning. So. I don't want to take your knowledge, Michael, to choose my bet. I'm, I will accept, I will give you my educated knowledge, okay. but I first would like your, your final decision. You have three seconds. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go out on the ledge. I may jump into the losing column like uh, yeah. my And You know what? It's, it's an emotional thing. Um, but at the same time, I just, I, I, I'm going to go with Charlie. 
Over to you, Gary. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the way it flies for me. If it's a sliding Canelo. If, if you can't use it. No, I'm going to give you my choice. <laughs> if it's a sliding Canelo and a supercharged Charlo, it goes two ways. Charlo has every chance of beating him. The way I see it, it's going to be Charlo's going to shock the world for six rounds and then Canelo crawls back and beats him. That's my head. That's how I see the fight. Exciting. Everyone can't believe this kid has jumped up this weight. The way he's handling Canelo is amazing. He's matching him. He's beating him on speed, power. But eventually, the weight, the experience, and the adrenaline, and, and, the, and the deep water come, and Canelo somehow comes back into it. That's my head. However, my gut, I'm with Michael. I'm going to go Charlotte to shock the world. Well, all but I will you say... You may get a win here, Ben. Because all of my reasoning... Gary, now that the battle line is the world. Now that the battle lines are drawn, let me say, if that ginger bastard lets me down tomorrow, I will never forgive him. <laughs> if that ginger bastard lets you down, you're not going to win many more. <laughs> I'm not, if, if that if happens, I'm going to become a journeyman. Canelo, you're in trouble, man. Yeah. You know, <laughs> this is your chance to get in the win column. I appreciate that. I like it. You know, we all should be... It makes us all look like consummate professionals. So I want to talk uh, to you. I, if I was in Vegas, Ben, I would put my money quietly in your pocket, say, go put it on Canelo. And then on TV, I'd say, Charles going to win. Yeah. Well, listen, I want to talk to you guys about this notion. You alluded to it about Canelo being on the slide. Is that, actu is that an actuality or is it just a narrative? Because I think he's always struggled with certain styles. I think Bavol would always maybe have beaten him you know, because um, for various reasons. Is Canelo definitely on the slide or are people just fond of saying that and then copying one another? No, he's on the slide for the fact that... Oh. I, like, okay. I didn't know we had James uh, Lights sorry, that time. Sorry. <laughs> Am I back? <laughs> that was good. I'm back, right? Yeah, yeah you're yeah, back, okay. you're back. Right he's on off. the slide, the fact that his last fight, when he fought the English kid who were like Ryder, right? Yeah. yeah. But let's be honest, um, Ryder, great, honest, good pro, is not the elite elite. And a prime Canelo, I think, would have done more. Would have got him out of there. He, he would have done a would have done a, a much better job than he did. I think he is slight on the slide, and if he slides a little more than his last fight, and you get a supercharged Charlo, I think he has some problems. You know, not to I mean not to play the DA over here, but um, devil's advocate. I, I tend to think that listen, Canelo is he in a position where he can be taken? Oh, is he weaker than he ever was? I don't think he's ever. I don't think he's weaker. Than, I think he lives a Spartan life. I think he lives a yeah. good life that that's going to allow him to persevere, uh, to preserve, 
his power, his, his intelligence, all the rest of that stamina. kind of stuff. Yeah, the stamina, the endurance, all the rest of that. He's going to take a great shot, all those things. I just think it's going to be a matter of this kid's reflexes are have always been sharp and will always be a problem for Canelo. Like, we talk about weight, but what's what? You're talking about fists. It's not a wrestling match. It's about one person's fist hitting the, hitting the other guy's face or body. And I think this kid's going to be able to get off quick. That's one thing, like, Deontay Wilder has that release, that quick release. Yeah, he has power, but it's the fact that it's his quick release that gets him the knockouts as well as the weight of his punch. And I think with, with this kid right here, with Charlo, it's the same thing. He has a very quick release. He has a lot of energy. If he's not um, – if, if he doesn't start, you know, hyperventilating and, and being anxious for the moment – I could see him running with this fight. Like, I, I really could see him running. Yeah, Canelo may have some moments, um, but I, I don't know. I, I just don't see him. I, I, it's hard for me to see Canelo going in there and just dominating him over 12 well, Okay, what, what, if he doesn't what if he doesn't dominate him, but he gets a decision anyway? Do you fancy Charlo to stop Canelo? Because if you don't, you realize that, like most people politically, he has an uphill struggle. So everybody says, and I think there's a certain amount, of, certainly a grain of truth mm. in the notion. It's very hard to beat Saul Alvarez on the scorecards. Mm. Uh, I, 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 let's talk mental. So, if I think Charlo's been around enough, you got to remember he's undisputed. That in itself says a great deal about him. He's on a five-fight win streak. Negatives, he has been dropped with lesser men than uh, Canelo. Yeah. Um, and he has been beat by a lesser man than Canelo. However, experience is experience. So we learn from our mistakes. So I think he's learned. I think his record shows five last fights he's won and pretty well. Let's talk mental approach. If he's on his game, nerves don't get to him. In fact, nerves, hype, everything is really on fire for this. The first three, four rounds, he, he does a job because then that kind of energy settles and uh, he then he has to have another four rounds where he's got to box impeccably on his game, not get caught, be super, super tight with everything. Now we get into round eight and nine and then now we have 10, 11, 12 championship rounds, the road to legend the hype comes in his brain again. I've got three more rounds he can lift it up again. So on a psychological wave, the first four rounds coming into it, the importance will give him what he needs. The middle rounds are the danger rounds for him where he can't, he can't drop focus. And if he gets past the, the hump and he's got two or three rounds left with a good corner, giving, giving him good advice, knowing the... Rainbow at the end of the uh, at the end of the of the fight, the last three rounds he can box out of his skin and and go and win this fight. So I would see it three four rounds in the beginning a, a surprise for everybody that Charlo looks amazing. Middle rounds get interesting, and then if he survives and he's not been hurt or or broken down by the latter half of the fight. The last, the 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 the, uh, the the whole event will raise him again to to have a finale. So, 
that's how I see it in my heart. And my head, again, it's always been Canelo, but there's if, always going to be, yeah, there's always going to be that back. We all, we all know if we're, you know, talking sense, Canelo should beat him. You're not yeah. talking about a bigger man. We're talking about the best bigger man at the weight in years. He's like the greatest super middleweight for, for a decade. And so, um, Oh, you know, Roy Jones beats him, I think, in his prime, but uh, absolutely, but um, out of sight, but he's not an average uh champion, so he's got his work cut out for him, Canelo. But if I if 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 the little father time has caught up with him, I think Charlo's the cat, the kind of fighter who can be the one to seal the bag, you know. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is the deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. See, my feeling is, as I say, that the kind of fighters that Canelo's always struggled with, uh, cagey guys, boxers, you know, slippery guys, counterpunchers, Bivol, it might be bigger, the bigger, naturally stronger man, although I know you've always, every time I mention this now, I feel there's a big caveat coming from you, and, and you're, you're getting me to reconsider whether it's as relevant as we've always been led to believe. But, but you know, maybe Bivol, he waited for him. He didn't press it. He didn't take it to Canelo. He kind of waited and stood off him a little bit and came in and out, very kind of Eastern European, Olympic kind of boxing style. So, and I just, I, I look at Charlo and his aggressiveness um, and his output, and I just think Canelo does well against that kind of style. But, 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 but you have to say not... that he's aggressive with fighters that don't respect him. You're right, and he and he may come. He may bring something different that we've never seen before because that does. I was saying, Gary, to Michael when we were chatting about this yesterday. Um, do you remember this first Golovkin fight with uh, uh, Canelo and Golovkin? And do you remember Canelo spent a lot of that fight dancing, almost like Muhammad Ali or something? So the reason I mention that is because sometimes a guy, even though he's had loads of pro fights and, and he's well-known, his blueprint, he can suddenly reveal something else in a, in a particular fight, can't he? Yes, yes. I mean, for me, I think, I think um, no matter what game plan Charlo has, the one thing he has to do early is is get a good shot off and get a little respect. Yeah. He, he has to he has to he has to give him he has to hit him with something and just let him know he can't be too comfortable. He's got to and and that just means he's if you if you don't hurt Canelo early and he grows and so I mean he's all he's full of confidence anyway, but it's not about the confidence. If he catches him early, he, he makes gives Canelo something to think about. And if he's got something to think about, that does take you off your game a little bit. And it also weighs a little physically. So Yeah, it'll definitely get him to hesitate. And that's yes, and if he can catch him just with one shot in the first couple of rounds that makes Canelo think a little, he will have a lot more um, room to, yeah. to possibly make the odd mistake and not get punished. Yeah. No, he he needs to respect immediately, yeah. You know what? Frank Lotierzo, he's a guy on Facebook who's a pretty good analyst. He was an ex-pro, but he's he's, he's quite prominent these days for being a, a pretty good analyst of the game. Um, he said, think about it. Canelo used to be a light middleweight, right, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
And he says, now think of them fighting at light middleweight. Would you definitely make Canelo a prohibitive favour under those by those lights? No. And then he says, well, look at the two of them at the press conferences. And, and I didn't sit away in because we were in transit. But, you know, he said, it almost looks, if you were looking at the two guys on the dace, on the stage with all the belts, he said, you could almost believe that it's Canelo is the guy stepping up two weight divisions and not Jamel. So he was... You've got to remember, no. too, I saw Canelo training. He looked pretty drained. Mm, interesting. He looked, he looked lean. You've got to remember, we've got Canelo, the super middleweight, but he's been light heavyweight. You know, he's been up there. And, uh, and, and let, got, beat, let, got beat. Yeah, yeah, he got beat. He yeah, got beat. yeah. But, but and he was you know, up he, 75, was he? It's, was not, he it's not so much the result at light heavyweight. It's the fact that he got up to light heavyweight and 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 got up there in a good way with muscle um so coming down again it's like what happened with roy jones and tarver you know what i mean he, he went up roy and then he came down it did hurt him um so it might this this might be a but slight he may not be the he may not be as comfortable at 68 as as he as but Gary, was. Gary, in, in what way did it hurt Roy? Roy Jones? You don't believe that, do you? That's another one that you've I'll, I'll tell you how it hurt him. Okay, we know muscle weighs heavier than fat, right? So when people go up weights and they do it in a correct way, not the Joe Joyce way, when they go up in the... Joe Joyce, you know, he had a little belly on him this last fight, which uh, how that helps him, I don't know. Uh, and certainly the, the style he fought wouldn't help him. But... If you go up with muscle and take your time, I know Charles not had the time to do that, but but I think he's a he's a he's a specimen of, as a as a physical specimen. Um, when Roy Jones went up, he went up with a lot of strength and muscle. Now it's difficult to get the weight off muscle once you've been up there, and so it does take a little out of you coming back down. It, it, so. I believe I, if, I, you, I do, if you I go up the right you way, coming down is more difficult. It's much harder to lose fat than it is to lose muscle. Once you stop, once you stop doing the weight training programs, your muscles deflate immediately. You could look at any professional bodybuilder and you could see that. But they they're not. They're not stopping, Michael. They're not. Muscle. The trainings are consistent. I know after you know atrophy, right? Yes. Yeah. You know, you don't eat enough protein. Your body goes in atrophy, and you start eating the muscle. But these guys, oh, but when we're saying these guys are training muscle every day, even if you get up there with the weights and all of the above, they're doing the push-ups and the this and the, the and the strength and conditioning. They're they're constantly training these guys. It's not like an average guy stops training and, do, and then he loses muscle. I I'm I lose muscle, when I, but I train like an animal, and then I don't train for three months. Yes, These guys you have, you, have to be, you also have to be repetitive of the same motions in order to do that. Now, if all of a sudden you're no longer, you're no longer lifting, you're no longer curling 7,500, 150, you're not, you're not pounding those out and you're not bench pressing anymore, your body's going to adapt to exactly that. It's going no, to... No, but you're, you're incorrect on that. You don't have to do the same. In fact, to gain muscle, you have to keep changing the exercise and shocking the muscle by doing different things. Otherwise, it gets used to it and you don't get the growth. Yeah. Um, so it's not a repetitive thing. Uh, I think it, if, if, also... if, if you put on a healthy weight muscular they train enough they do enough it may be a different weight maybe but you know they'll be losing weight on diet and other things maybe a little more cardio but diet cuts down the luxuries of whatever fluids 
all of the above. But I just think if you've been up a weight and you come down and you're comfortable at that weight, um, and then you come down, it might hurt a little more than if you never went up. You know what I mean? So I think that um, he looked to me, I've not seen him look drained <clears throat> before, but to me, I saw him in the gym skipping. He was flexing his little muscles as if he was, you know, doing what he was doing, showing how ripped he was. But he looked like, he, he looked he looked lean and he, he didn't look like the, he looked a little weak to me, not a little drained. It's just me. I may be a complete Yeah, because uh, everybody has their own interpretations of, like, you look at something and you have an interpretation. Everyone does based yeah. on their experiences. Like, I didn't see the way. Like that, this is how I felt. I didn't see the Wayne, so I don't. And you guys didn't, so yeah. I think we'll, we, it would have been nice to have this conversation, having had a look at them—the skin, their eyes, the, you know, the 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 way they are. But I felt the little bit of training I saw. I just thought it looked a little drained. So we'll see. Um, if not, great. But I think if you've been up there, it's some maybe a little harder to get back down. So he's a natural super middleweight. Do you believe that, Michael? Now he's a natural super. Would it hurt him to go to middleweight to fight Golovkin again? Would it hurt him to go to middleweight? Uh, possibly. Possibly, but I don't know. I just think the, the body is extremely malleable in those ways. You know what I At mean? At what it's age, like, Michael, did you feel, because I know me, mm -hmm. Junior middleweight was always a tough weight. Not tough. It was it was a weight that had to be disciplined. Mm -hmm. But there was a certain... Later in my career, it definitely got harder. Yeah. Definitely got yeah. harder. Yeah. Definitely Barry McGuigan told, told me the Pedroza fight was the last time he could make 1-2-6 without feeling lightheaded. And Canelo's had a up. lot of fights, guys. Come on. Yeah. You know, from my experience, I remember when I, when I fought and... Most of my fights, I would I'd be at like 57 or little, even a little bit less. And that was mainly because, and I would eat the morning of the weigh-in. Yeah. And all the rest of that kind of way, stuff. Yeah. My, my, it was just a thing. My dad always wanted me to fight middleweight. For most of my career, I could have made junior middleweight. Yeah. Like I, I, I never missed a meal at night or a meal never, in the morning. No. Never. Always. Well, your dad just wanted you to be a middleweight. Well, I'm yeah. glad you didn't, Mike. Wouldn't me to be a light heavyweight. Well, yeah. <laughs> Say again. You glad I'm what? I'm glad you didn't fight at light middleweight. <laughs> yeah, that that would seem. This is interesting. I know, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but when I look at my two co-host presenters, whatever you want to call them, uh, anchors, um, I th I do think you two could conceivably have fought. You fought a middleweight, obviously, famously against Chris Eubank Senior. I, I'm not really going anywhere with this, but it does occur to me Gary and Michael could have fought. Even in who terms would you, of who, who would you have backed in here? I, I think I was before him. No, he, he ben, was a. He ben, now let's have a laugh. No, I, ben, I was. Ben, ben, how would you see that fight going? Just give us the fight in your eyes. Do you know what? That is oh, a that, that is a tough question. Um, <laughs> that is a tough question. I think right now my reach is longer than yours too. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Um, yeah, but you can't hit me yeah, from a hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Meaning, I'm closer to him than you are. I know. <laughs> no, I just want fun. Yeah, it would be fine. Let me think. I, I would lean towards Michael because he's <laughs> over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I do the show with Gary, I'll have a completely opposite. <laughs> no, I think I think Michael. Um, I would, I would fancy Michael on points. I'm going to say it's a 10-rounder. It happens at Bally's Casino because it's only down the road from us right now. And I'm going to say Michael wins clear but close decision. Wow. 
She's... Are you okay with that, Gary? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I like, at, least yeah. They, at least they got to the end of the bell, right? You did, you did. You, That's you, a victory you were looking a bit in, rough in the eighth, but you, you got there with the grit. I can the go ball. 12 rounds with Michael, but yet I, you know, I can't get past the chip shot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. But, you know. <laughs> I, know. I think it's a good... Like, I look at you punching, I'm like, this is a man you'd have to deal with. Like, this is serious. Because you, you lash out with venom. And that's that makes a lot of people hesitate. That's that's something you don't necessarily want to jump right into. It's like running into a thrasher. And you're uh, smart. You're fast. I, I know that you are also, like... You can tell, like, you live with your emotion. You punch with emotion. And so... It, so a person is going to have to go to war with you to take that kind of emotion away because that's your I've, that's like a fuel. I've said it before, but I really like the way Gary entered the consciousness of British boxing fans, and it was from the amateurs because there was this prodigy. There was three of them brothers, but the, the head of the of the kind of uh, dynasty was Georgie Collins, a gypsy kid from Pinewood Star mm -hmm. in Ye a place called Yateley. Mm -hmm. He was seventy three and zero as an amateur. They said I, I do believe that's been substantiated. He'd never been beat ever in the amateurs. That's an unbelievable record, right? 73 and 0. Yeah. He'd won 10 national titles. And then along came this other kid from St. Helens and starched him inside a round mm -hmm. at the Grosvenor House Hotel in Mayfair. And it was just such a sensation. Uh, uh, you know, it sent like ripples down the grassroots boxing yeah, scene, yeah. boxing news. And then everybody wanted to know who this guy Gary Stretch was. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've never forgotten that when I think of Gary, it starts there for me. And then mm -hmm. recently, I actually did discover there was a tiny bit of footage of that KO. Uh -huh. uh, and that's yeah. that's how we ended up doing this, because yeah. because of the tie-in on Facebook yeah. and people tag Gary, that's how we had Gary on the show and, and we got to where we are now. But that's um, I, I love the mythology of, of, of how Gary gatecrashed the, the, the national boxing consciousness. But here's another thing, too. I, I have, you know, Gary's a fighter, pure, 100%. On a, listen, I know you're just being polite. He knows, he thinks, I know he thinks, because he's a real fighter, yeah, he thinks yeah. he would beat me, and I yeah. think I would beat him, and that's all yeah, there is to it. Yeah. It would have to be proven in the ring. Right now you're saying, oh yeah, I'd give it to Michael, is there any other, but I know. No, no, you know what, Michael, it would be an honor for me to share a ring with you. I say that not to be a pussy smart ass up your ass. <laughs> it would have been an honor, because I really, really love the way you fight. I I would hope I don't get caught watching him. Yeah, I, I remember, you know, uh, 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 there's a movie Sean Penn, State of Grace, with Gary Ullman, and and uh, Ullman was so brilliant in the movie. And Penn's a good actor, a brilliant actor. But I, there was times that it was almost like you saw saw Sean watching him. He was like, you know, and I uh -huh. used to, Michael had a had a, a certain uh, effect on me because I just enjoyed something about the way he fought it was and it was silk and it was but it was, it was more i just right. like the way, one of my favorite fighters um and right. i i would have loved to do it for the fact that i did it you know and of course um, yeah, put me in i'm gonna beat him in my there head and michael's gonna beat me in his head and yeah i can't think any other way but I exactly. certainly would not be ashamed to take the the, the L. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, it yeah. is. That's I would have just like to say me and Michael did it once. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it's what yeah. a great honor for me. Um, yeah. I was. I, I think I asked Michael on one of the shows, "What was it like fighting Tommy Hearns?" Because I'd be like looking at like one of my heroes. It's like, and then yeah. now I've got to fight him. It's like 
almost surreal, you know. Yeah. I mean, with fucking yeah, Tommy Hearns, it doesn't that doesn't make sense to anyone. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. 100%. And he did it. And the, again, I, I think I mentioned it before. Ninth round, he smashed Hearns all over the fucking ring. It was amazing. So um, no, I, I, of course, I would have loved. I would have been. A, it would have been a great fight for the fans for sure. Because we both, yeah. I certainly would have give it all, and Michael yeah. would give it all, and. And I think there would have been fireworks because of our personalities. I think it could have been fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because I would have loved to fight him, not because I hated him. Like, a lot of the... I didn't hate anyone, but there, there were fighters I disliked. Yeah. But I would, imagine fighting a guy you love and 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 still, you know, you're trying to beat him with everything you got, but it's... it's well, do you know, that, that did happen a couple of times. I remember Leon Spinks when he sensationally beat Ali in, in, in 1978. And he said at the press conference, he's still my idol. And I remember also Terry Norris had similar feelings about Sugar Ray Leonard when he beat him at, at the Garden in 1991. So sometimes people are obliged to fight their hero. Rock, I think Rocky Marciano had a lot of affection for, for Joe Lewis. Yeah. You know, um, That's an interesting theme about people who had to beat their hero. I would have loved that. I never got the opportunity. A few of the fighters that I loved, I, w I would love to have fought just because yeah. it's like how amazing that... Because, you know, yeah. we're kids and we look at people and we grow up and yeah, admire, to admire someone and that because of all the qualities and the and how great you think they are, and then to share a ring certainly validates that you can't be that far away from great. Yeah. If, I know what great is. I know what I liked about Michael. So when you when you get in with a guy and obviously you've earned the the place to be there. So you, you, at the end of the day, you can say, you know what? You didn't do too bad, kiddo. You fought one <laughs> of the greats who you loved and shared a ring with him. So you must have been better than most, you know. There you go. You know what, we're talking about just an honour to share the ring. For some reason, I watched Larry Holmes' defence against Lucien Rodriguez, the the um, French-Italian guy who was a European heavyweight champion at the time. And they fought in a in eastern Pennsylvania, or sorry, Scranton, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. in 84. And I don't know if you remember that fight, Gary. It was shown on ITV, but Lucien Rodriguez, he goes 12 rounds. It was the first WBC heavyweight title fight that was of 12 rounds since they cut cut the distance. And um, he was absolutely jubilant and, and absolutely cock a hoop with glee that, that he'd gone the distance with Holmes. So I've never seen a happier loser ever than Lucien Rodriguez <laughs> because I guess he just thought it doesn't matter. Yeah. I will tell people this for the rest of my life yeah. and the grandchildren, everything else. Mm -hmm. I went the distance with Larry Holmes, one of the greatest heavyweights of all time. So yeah. that, that's just a random thought. We seem to be um, talking we've nice. From, and, we've deviated from our course of action and that was getting down to the uh, Canelo and Canelo Charlo. And Charlo. We, we've gone off on a bit of a tangent, but you know, um, we talk about boxing. We talk about life. Um, we need to be. We need to wrap it up quite soon. Partly because we're talking on a tabletop in Atlantic City. I'm also running out of battery, and I don't have my normal setup that I've got at home. And I don't want us to be cutting the mid in right in the mid air, as it were. So I'm saying Canelo on points. I don't think it will be disputed for what it's worth or controversial. I think I'm saying Canelo over 12 rounds in a way that not too many people are arguing about. And I can strongly see that. I can strongly see Canelo winning it on points. I'm going it on the ledge only because, you know, why not? Uh, uh, you know, when I consider the, his losses and the fact that he's been dropped, he, listen, everyone gets dropped at some point, or most people do anyway. And and um, I, I'm, I'm thinking he's 
grown, not necessarily from the experience, but just over time. Like you get in the ring and the more you're doing things with people and yeah. you're just getting this knowledge and this experience. He's relatively young still, right? What's he like twenty eight? I was gonna ask, I should know, but I yeah. think I think he is in that region, yeah, just yeah. pre thirty, I think. Yeah. So so he's he's got a lot of energy, he's got he's got a lot of reason to do it. Um he, this is for him this is like it's really uh it's his step into manhood, it's his step into coming of age, yeah. Yeah, it's his coming a, of age as, as, a a fighter, fighter. as a prize fighter, it's his coming of age. If he doesn't get this done, he's relegated to like He's not that, and I, but, you know he'll still be. Well, I was going to say he'll still be the undisputed like middleweight champion of the right. world. But I don't know if you heard about this, Gary. But I believe the WBO, I think it's that sanctioning body, are going to strip him as soon as the fight starts. Their logic is they they, they are allowing it to be announced as he, they will let him be announced as the undisputed like middleweight champion of the world. And Canelo conversely is the same thing at super middleweight. But they will literally strip him as soon as the first bell sounds because they have other plans for it politically and the and the title. He's not fulfilling whatever requirements they want yeah, him to. And fulfill. that's absolutely fair. Because you know, okay. That's, that's, so, that's, to me, that's absolutely. So fair. he'll still be the three quarter like middleweight champion of the world if he loses tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, yeah. That's sad he, because he he said I saw the press conference. He said he was going to go straight back to fifty four after this. Yeah. Um, but unless he's missed a mandatory, so I don't know. But I know he's had something like that, Gary. The WBO oh. definitely. There was definitely the technicality that they were allowing this to be announced as a two undisputed world champions facing well, each other. If he beats Canelo, that'll kick themselves in the ass because it'll be the most valuable fight in the world, and I'm sure they want the commission from the sanctioning fees. And uh, on his next fight, if he fights Crawford or someone for a billion dollars, uh, the WBO will be kicking themselves in the ass. So uh, it is yeah. what it is. Uh, I know he's going straight back down, win, lose, or draw. Uh, that's what he said. I saw it very clearly today on the press conference. Um, my only concern, like I'm going to stick, like stick with my decision that Charlo shocks the world. Yeah. Good in the early part, good at the last part, sticky in the middle. My only yeah. concern, which is body work. Yeah. His body. I think Canelo could hurt him to the body. I think the. Yeah, I think that's that could, sure. I think that's, that's the one issue that could. Put a put a, a spanner in the works, you know. Uh, that could be that could take a lot away of a lot of lot of things, a lot, a lot of. Take a lot of the fire out of the kid. That's that could be the that could be the the iron in the fire. If Canelo can get to the body early, and it could it could change everything. That's my only one fear. I, th I think I think this kid can. I think can uh, Charlo. I think he can. Stick and move like people don't know. He's very aggressive, but he's he's, very, he's been able to be. He's very athletic, and he's yeah. Exactly. I remember he's been able. To, he's very aggressive. He's very athletic, but he has the ability to be like very fluid. And I move. remember Donald Curry um, and the way he falls a welterweight, and he was saying that's because I, you know, I'm physically stronger than these guys. I feel as if I am. And as a light middleweight, he was a little bit more hit and hop, wasn't he? Sometimes because mm -hmm. yeah. he said it already made a difference. Because mm -hmm. he thought the weight made a difference. You see, mm -hmm. crazy mm -hmm. as that sounds, but. But but he said even another seven pounds. He said he had a slightly different different remit, different mentality, different style because he didn't feel as strong as he did at welterweight. You know. Mm -hmm. Well, how is Atlantic City? Wet, it's wet, dreary. dreary. It's very much like a 
London weather. It's it's kind of like London. I feel I feel very you know at home. Um, you know, yeah, it, it should be fun though. You know, Gary, with yeah, Roberto Duran is coming. He's one of the luminaries that will be here. You know, part of the. So did, you didn't make the way in. No, I have not. We've not seen it. No. No. No, but there are a lot of great fighters coming in. Mark Breland's coming in. Mark Breland, Jerry Cooney. Jerry Cooney's going to be here. Um, so the Yaki fight in Lo Atlantic Yaki City, Lopez. Right? Huh? Yaki Lopez. That's who I'm looking forward to seeing. Well, the we... fight in Atlantic City. No, no it's no, in Vegas. No, we're, we're just Why are you in Atlantic Hall City, Ben? We're, the Hall of Fame. <laughs> we're here for the Hall of Fame. We're nothing to do. Ah, we're not... We haven't come to the fight. The fight and I, th I kept thinking it's in Vegas. Why are they in Atlantic City? I thought that. typical <laughs> Ben... <laughs> I thought typical Ben's gone to the wrong city. Yeah, that's typical me. Uh, no, we're, we're here for something. You went to Atlantic place. City to watch it on pay-per-view just to get out, just to tell the missus that you go into Atlanta to watch a fight, right? You just want to see Michael and go to the casino. I've been accused of being a pretender before, you know, in all, all, all smoke and mirrors, you know, in terms of my prominence in, in this boxing um, forum. And, you know, so what I thought is Atlantic City looks a bit like Vegas. Could do, right? Maybe. Not Vegas. even a little bit. No, it doesn't. It really <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to pretend that I'm at the fight, but this is cheaper to come here. And I want people to I'll just say I'm in a casino. This is Vegas, believe yeah, me. This um, is, yeah. But, um, That'd be hard. What so we could do. It, it, it's a Hall of Fame. What? Atlantic City. Atlantic City Boxing Hall of Fame. So the guys that have fought in Atlantic City, you ah. know, most. Uh, you know, in its heyday, mostly the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, that's where everything's coagulating um, for this weekend. And did, um, you fight, did you fight there, Michael? Yeah, I did. I fought about six fights there. I was five and one. Here. Here. Yeah. Yeah, here. There. <laughs> and so so how will you two, what's the, what's the story? How are you going to watch the fight? We're going to watch it with a, with everybody else tomorrow night. Yeah, a whole, whole bunch, bunch of, fights, a bunch yeah. of fighters. We're getting together and we're just going to all watch it at this place. Where? So anyway, like we, I, I know they, no, they have a place. They have a they actually have a designated place for us. I just don't know the name. We're of it. definitely going to watch it, and we're trying to get to Philadelphia for one night, or for even just for a couple of hours as well. Yeah, we're going to run the Rocky Steps. That's what we're going to do, and we're going to get a you know a sandwich where he got a sandwich. Pat steaks. Yeah, Pat, Pat steaks. steaks. We're going to get Pat steaks there. Are you going to change your voice, Michael? Sorry. Are you going to change your voice after after Philly on the next podcast? Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah. one should I do? Should I do Apollo? <laughs> yeah, you're an actor. You could do this. Uh, my life. You ain't so it's tough. Uh, uh, ben, don't say to Michael, "You're the best thing ever happened." And Michael is your life. <laughs> don't say yeah, that's that. good. Yeah. That's really good. See, we can use that for a short, as long as the thumbnail doesn't look unflattering, in which case Gary and his sister gets removed. But we could use that <laughs> bit. Gary Stretch does Rocky. See, these <laughs> no, I didn't do it. I, I didn't quite do it properly yet, but uh, I should do a better one. Yeah, but, go uh, ahead. Give us another go on, one. Go on. Yeah, Close the show one. with that. Close the show with that. I was wondering if you wouldn't mind marrying me too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, we got to use that Remember, we're going to use that one. Remember, you can't use that one. Do it again. We're going to use it as a Go thumbnail. On. Hey, Ben, you're the best thing ever happened in my crazy life. Uh, you ain't so tough. I'll give you a way of live. <laughs> that was good. That was good. That was really good. Listen, guys, can't use these, please. I'll never work again.
we're, we're in danger. We are in danger of running out of battery here because of the circumstances. Uh, give us some credit for doing the show at all, even though we were throwing so many curveballs today. Yeah. We will be back on Sunday, uh, Gary, to discuss who got it right and who got it wrong. I really hope I do get on the scoreboard because I will be a bit pissed off if I go nil and three. Because so I don't think I'll ever get back up the slope after that. What, what, did, you, what did you say again? I said Canelo on points. Okay. And what did you say? I said Charlo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. To shock I said, the world. Okay, so guys. And I said I broke down. No, 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 back in halfway. No, no, I broke down the fight. First he did. Yeah, you, he rounds, said, yeah, beginning mid First four rounds to Charlo. Okay, I understand all second that, but four rounds. You can't give yourself an out. There's no ifs. No, 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 no. I, I'm totally the, 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 I give you the geography. First four rounds to Charlo, convincingly. Yeah, but, if he, but if he doesn't do Next that, four rounds, he still has to win. Sticky oh, by the way, water, last four thing. rounds Charlo. One other thing I want to clarify. If Canelo if, wins by stoppage, I'm still right. I'm not. I'm not nil three if he wins by right. Yeah, okay. I think Charlo could stop Canelo, believe it or not. Really? Well, that's interesting because he's he's thought to be so durable, Canelo, and I think he's kind of proved it to a great degree. But it's funny as well. Sometimes fighters lose their punch resistance or degrees of their punch resistance at a certain time in their career. Some people thought that happened to Joe Joyce. Um, and it's hard to get out of bed when you're wearing silk pajamas. Yeah. That was... Now, if you do mine, you're going to do his together. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. Cut them he together. Do, it, do what? I did it already. I did we like, you yeah. got to, Ben, cut them together, do his little snap, and then mine yeah. next to him. Now you do one, Ben, and then at least it's for everyone. You know, see, you won't, he won't know who this is, but you know Jim McDonald. Yeah, I know very well. Got the very high-pitched, yeah. sort of gravelly cut. But you know what, Ben? How's it going, Ben? You know, no, two James. Two with James. He's higher two, than that. James yeah, no, it's not bad. Not bad. He has to go higher but, than that, though. And he has to do it as a piece that we can use as a JPEG. What, you mean higher? You don't mean higher pitched. You mean no, Ben, Ben, you've got, you've, you've got to give your Rocky. Just give us a one line. And then we'll have Michael, Gary, and Ben Rocky. What did he say? Just say, uh, I wouldn't. I wonder if you wouldn't mind marrying me. Uh, let me or, or you're the best thing that ever happened in my crazy life. Something like that, you know. <laughs> no, when he says a poorly, he said, he said, I don't owe you nothing. He said, friends, I go, no, friends don't know. Friends do because they want to do. No, there you go. That's uh, the no, three no. bits. Now, you, all, you, you either put them all together or you don't do them at all. <laughs> All right, no problem. Okay, we, 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 that's, a, that's a done deal. Listen, guys, while well, we've still got battery left, because we'd like to have a little chat with you afterwards that the ladies and gentlemen don't see. We've finally got six fucking viewers now, because most of our followings in the UK, and most of them are asleep. But just now, we've actually got six viewers, and we had, like, about one earlier. So um, it's a bit of a shame to cut it here, but we have to. So Yeah, but he didn't do the imitation yet. That was I did. Imitation. I did do it. That was the imitation. Okay, so... Well, I'd like to say hello to our six viewers and, 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 and congratulate you as you miss Ben doing the worst Rocky impression in the history Ever. of the world. <laughs> so 
So if you join late, you're very lucky. He, he did English, English Rocky. What was he, he, he sounded like fucking. Um, it was called Rocky uh, Kelly. He was a like. <laughs> um, I d- but I did, I did. Jim I asked you to do an impression of Rocky, not Roxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. What was that? What was that thing you guys put the stone in? The sword? You what? What did they call uh, Excalibur. That? Excalibur. But you, what was the stone? You put it in a certain stone. I just, I didn't have to. It was just a regular stone. Well, I was going somewhere with that. You got to use the Gibraltar rock. The rock of uh, Gibraltar. G- Gibraltar rocky or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that was that was. Listen, that was, bad. That was a. While, while we still have um, some kind of degree of credibility, I think maybe we should find a way of closing this in a slick, professional fashion. Thank you for um, watching. We're going to get as much content for Sugar Silk and Stretch as we can, and little interviews and snippets with the great and good this weekend. We will be back on Sunday to see who's going to invite. Before you close, I'm going to let you finish. Just to put a twister on it, on Sunday, we will find out if Ben Doherty is an absolute loser yeah. in, regard, in regard to his choice and knowledge on boxing. Yeah. We will see if Michael has <coughs> slightly become a winner, because right now is a flat yeah. even. Or whether it'll be um, like is you win again. Is Burley is a Burley level right now. And Gary, of course, we'll see if he continues with his reign of supremacy. Yeah, but you know what? That one that <laughs> he won before, the one he won before was kind of like, I don't know, that was iffy to me. That what, was the Eubank one? Yeah, the Eubank one. He, was, he called that like a Nostradamus. No, no, he did call I even picked the round. So, listen, guys, <laughs> see, that Gary saw what happened then as well, because he's worked before the cameras and he's made a living in that way for the last several decades. He saw that we were closed then and then he left because he could see you started it again. Every time we try to close it slick and, and tight, you say, you know what, does anybody like uh, Twinkies or something like that? <laughs> and he was laughing because he, cause he understood that you'd done that again. It's okay. all good. It's okay, all good. but okay, but we're going to be even by this weekend. Just watch. All right, well, Michael, we, I, I, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce Ben Doherty, who is going to close the show as he always begins. It closes it. It's become his thing. Michael. Okay. I just I just see Matthew Mulligan only just got parked up, lads. Have we all have we all got for Saturday night? Fucking you can't that's like a Michael Elijah question at the end of a show. Listen, guys, listen, you're gonna have to watch this one back, Matthew. We're gonna put it's it's gone to YouTube. It's in the Canelo. Yeah. I picked Charlo. 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 And Charlo. Two okay. Charlos, one Canelo. Guys, yeah. this has been Sugar, Silk and Stretch. Please tune in on a Sunday to see whether we got it right. And we appreciate your support. Peace out. Piss off. Yeah. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus